super excited at what I saw from the Jazz. Just hope we can carry this over into the next stretch of games. It's going to be tough, but we got Mike back, and I'm stoked. That's David using the uh, app and the open mic feature and sending us his take. Stoked. Win number 30. I would agree with David 100%. I would be stoked. I am stoked. 12-1 Twelve and one in the last thirteen. Seven two in the seventeen and two in the last nineteen. Keep it going. Warriors Wednesday night to keep it going. So, Yak earlier in the show was flinching at the mention of the Houston Rockets in the postseason. Who? Yak. The fighting James Hardens. Why worry about that? They lost that series because they couldn't hit open shots. They got them. They couldn't make them. Well, it was last year. Why worry about anything last year? Exactly. This team's making open shots. I mean, con- contested shots, too, for that matter. Sometimes they are. You're right. The, oh, thank you. The Mavericks. You worried about them in the playoffs? I'm worried about everybody. There's no level of concern, more or less, for any of them. There's no locks. So I, I have a level of concern for every opponent. Less so for some than others? Because you were talking earlier about the Nuggets. The, the opponents that they could play in the postseason, I think it's all pretty much equal. Now that as the opportunity to change over 40 games. We're only halfway into it. We aren't to the trade deadline yet. Some team can have an injury. Plenty yeah. can change. Right. But right now as we sit here today... I have a concern about every team that they could possibly face in the postseason. And the way I look at it is the three rounds. Yeah, I'm not worried about the East. Worry worry about, if you get to worry about that, consider yourself fortunate. Right, for sure. So in my mind, yes, it's all about the teams in the West and every single level, first, second, third round, yes, I would have significant concern. But it's not like it's outlandish like it ha- we knew in prior years. They got their series win. That's awesome. But it's over now. I don't feel that way. They get that first series win. I wouldn't feel, as we sit here right now, that the second round, it's over. Can they get a game? Can they make it competitive? Those days, in my mind, are over. Subject to change, but as we sit here right now at the midway point, basically, I am concerned about every opponent, but don't think any opponent is the overwhelming favorite that they would play. I think that they would have an excellent chance against all of these contenders first, second, and third rounds. Subject to change. That I, I haven't felt this confident about this ball club about itself and then the competition since the statues. So that leans into I get your point. Okay. So I get your point about the confidence since the statues. And when I look at what they've accomplished in the playoffs, both in the Quinn Snyder era here and then in the D Will Boozer era, uh-huh. you know, they were good. There, there's a yeah, bunch of sure. four or five series yeah. and a bunch of teams that were low 50 wins. Yeah. This team to me looks like I was talking 55 wins earlier in the year. 
I think they're getting to 55. I think that's, I think the odds of them getting to 55 wins are very good. Okay. And they've been a pretty good team in the first round of the playoffs. I'm really not that worried about it. Now, that's kind of ridiculous to say 40 games out before the trade deadline, before the injury. So I get all those things. But to me, since. Since free agency, I looked at the Lakers and Clippers, and you have been harping both on the air and are off about keep your eye on the Nuggets. And I've seen enough Jazz Nugget games to wonder what would that look like. And we haven't actually seen them play this year, so I'll put them over with the Lakers and Clippers. All right. But Jazz Mavs, I like the Jazz chances a lot in that. Is it 100% lock? Absolutely not. But it doesn't feel like a 50-50 toss-up either. I think Jazz are favored versus the Mavs. I think the Jazz are favored versus the Thunder. And I know it's hard to say because of Yaks PTSD after two playoff series. And it's easy to say now because the Rockets are in a lull. And it just may be a lull. It just may be a midseason thing. Lakers lost four in a row. Right. But, uh, but back to your point about LeBron. I mean, write LeBron off at your own peril. I mean, don't, don't do something stupid like that. He's LeBron. And maybe the Rockets, like the Lakers, will write the ship and go on a huge run here. But... I look at why they lost those two playoff series and think this team's better. Well, they were drastically outmanned. They're much better. They're way better. They're night and day better. They're going to make shots. I like their chances. I think they're better than 50-50 against the Rockets right now. Okay, fine. But I still have concern about all of these teams. Sure. And then that... Boozer D. Will thing, where you had the Lakers out there that were running out seven guys who were 6'10 with <laughs> yeah. wingspans of 20 feet. Yeah. The Jazz were undersized yeah. and the Lakers yeah. were supersized. Nobody's out the there like that. There is no beast as we've had the last few years with, with the Warriors. The right. Warriors. And two things the Warriors were substantially better, and except for Houston. These other teams weren't nearly as good. Now you look at these other teams, they're also way better. The Clippers, Jazz, Nuggets are way better than when the Warriors were at their peak. So you got the Warriors aren't nearly as good, obviously, or the Warrior-like team. Plus, more importantly, the teams that will play the Warriors-like team, if in fact it does even exist, which, you know, put the Lakers there for now, just for argument's sake, the competition is way better. Warrior or Nuggets, Jazz, uh, Clippers are substantially better than at any time in the last five years. And maybe the Nuggets not quite because they were really good last year. But the Nugget, the Jazz, and the Clippers are way better than they were just as recently as last season. I think the Nuggets are better too. They were pretty good last year. These uh, these two teams, the Clippers and Jazz, are they're night and day better. There's no difference. This team this year would cream last year's team. They're just way better for two reasons. They got better players, and then the talent that they already had. Is way better. Mitchell is outstanding. Mitchell's, Mitchell yeah. this year beats Mitchell last it's year. It's almost like Go- we're taking it for granted. We are. Because <laughs> he came on the scene yeah. and was a hit from day one. But from day one or year one to year three, he's way better. Mm-hmm. And totally it's like we don't even get excited about him anymore. No, unless this- he does some crazy dunk. Right, but he just poured in 25 points. 
and we've had zero people excited about Donovan Mitchell scoring 25 points because it's literally what he does. Right. That's his season average. Yeah. It's been bounced around. It's 25-2. It's 24-7. That's what he does. Yeah. So we're pumped up on Clarkson and Joe and Bogdanovich and Rudy's more uh, offensive play. Great. Fine. And Conley hit some shots. But the best offensive player is still Mitchell. And he's better than he was. Obviously, he should be better. He's barely getting started into an NBA career, and it stands to reason. And we're talking with Bowler Jack yesterday, and I say his, the way he carries himself reminds me of Jordan, but the way he plays is the Dwayne Wade comparison is legit. And Dwayne took off year three. Mitchell, just he is, you, you want to talk about the money man, that's Mitchell. The off game is so rare, and then it turns out he was sick. All right, you're sick. It happens. So you didn't play as well. But when everything's going for him and he's, he's healthy and he's not sick, yeah, put him in for 25. And if you need 30, put him in for 30. Sometimes you don't know he's needed. Obviously, last night they didn't need 30 out of him, so why bother giving you 30? Don't give me any more energy than you need to give because it's such a long season and the prize at the end is so massive. Don't go crazy on January 20th when you're up by 30. You know, just just keep it keep the lead and and that's good enough. So I didn't need 30 out of him, but I get the feeling that if it comes time and you need 30 out of the guy, he'll give you 30. Well, that's what you're going to need in the playoffs because that's the reason people are all hyped up about the Lakers and Clippers because we've seen them on big stages, big games, and those their star players have been able to give their team whatever they needed. Yes, and what and were they doing at 23? Not that. LeBron was. <laughs> uh, how old was he the first time he went to the NBA Finals? 14. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> ninth, if they would have let him, he could have. His ninth grader just <laughs> kicking butt, taking names. I'm yeah. in the ninth grade. Yeah. I got math homework, well, but first I'm dropping 30 on It was all that at a very, very young age. I mean, C.C. Sabathia tells a story. Then he was with Cleveland Indians, and somebody says, hey, there's some hot shot out in Akron. Let's go see. Well, I don't want to drive out to Akron. <laughs> so he didn't drive out to Akron, but then they came in and they played in town, mm-hmm. and he went because he said he couldn't believe that this guy, this kid, is just all that. And he, he remembers hearing about him. And he's thinking, ah, come on. And so he goes to the game, and he sees this kid in high school and thinking, holy freak, <laughs> this guy is just, ah, I can't believe how great he is. And obviously he's lived up to that, so he probably could have let him at 14. But yeah, he's one of a kind. Mitchell at 23, I think he's on par with Dwayne Wade. I think LeBron would have been 22 his first trip to the finals, 07. Yeah. But Fourth year in the NBA. He's literally one of a kind. And you got to hope that... Uh, age creeps in to beat the Lakers or the other guys just really suck or AD goes uh, two for 21 yeah that's what I'm saying right, yeah. the other guys surround uh, surrounding him double LeBron really, and he makes the right play just really gag which is possible it's not impossible the chances of the Jazz going to the finals this year are the best 
since 97-98. Yeah, I don't know how good they are uh, because their odds of going that year were very good, and then they did. But it's funny how you say you have better than 60% chance to beat those other teams, mm-hmm. but yet you downplay it to what? 40%, 30%, 20%? For what? To get to the to the finals. To, to win the third round, to win the conference final, to get the NBA final. Right, because they think the Jazz have a lot of things. The one thing we don't know they have is the one thing we think is really important in the playoffs. Do you have the best player? Can your star stare down their star with everything on the line? No, but LeBron has not won 10 in a row. Back to your point about don't spend any more energy in the regular season than you have to. I think LeBron is, well, I was going to say he's the king of that, but Kawhi, with all the rest and all the game management stuff, rest man, they're both good at it. Right. They're both saved. So I don't want to compare what the Jazz are doing in the regular season with what those guys are doing in the regular season because they know what it takes to get to the mountaintop. They've been there multiple times with multiple teams, and I completely believe that they took the advice you gave three minutes ago and have been taking it for years, that they are pacing themselves because they want to have the energy for the biggest games at the end of the year. For sure. So, yeah, if they don't have 10 in a row now or 12 out of 13 or 17 out of 19, I'm still leery of those guys. But I think the Jazz are pacing themselves to a degree, hence the 21 turnovers. I really believe if that was a tooth and nail game, whatever that expression is. They would have focused and had 15. Yeah. Maybe that would be true. Yeah. So that's why I'm not sweating that number of turnovers because I, I saw, I can remember two passes specifically from Joe that he does not make. You think he's trying to thread the needle and make the super spectacular play? Because it didn't matter. Right. Why not try it now? You don't You don't have any, any uh, time to simulate games in practice. And they're just going from one city to the next. So simulate something that you might try in a blowout because there's no consequence. There's no repercussion. If it gets picked off and they go down and shoot a three or make an easy lap, so what? Quinn will get all mad and stomp around, but that's his job. <laughs> And we like it. Yeah. There's a lot of Quinn memes out there. Clearly fans are entertained by it. Yeah, and he did it in the uh, second half. He called the time and he looked like he was steamed. Well, that's dude, that, That's what you're supposed to do, man. That's your job. But the players, hey, Joe knew they were up by 30. Mitchell knew full well. He even says it in a post game with uh, one of the Holiday brothers that was getting under his skin. They were going one-on-one for a couple of possessions. I think he said, yeah, we looked like we were going one-on-one for two minutes there. If it's a real... Uh, nail biter. He's not or knuckle biter, as you say. He's not doing that. Knuckle biters are more intense than yeah. nail biters. The yeah. nails are gone, people. See, I believe in the jazz. I'm not a bandwagger here. So you're with me then? It's better than a 50 I'm never chance. with you. Is it better than you might have to be here? No. <clears throat> I know you're not. I'm you, always against you. That's you? the way it works, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you think it's better than 50-50 they got out of the first round? Oh, for sure. Right. I would, be, I would be massively disappointed unless there was some crazy stuff that happened, injuries, right. what have you. But all things being equal, yes. Yeah, yes, man. If I'm talking about it, I like their chances to get to the third round. Then they and they freaking darn well better get out of the first round. So that's where this this segment started. I'm with, cracking heads. They're better than 50-50 to beat the Rockets. They're better than 50-50 to beat the Mavs. And they're better than 50-50 to beat the Thunder. Okay, but I don't understand that since you're so confident, which I agree with you. Right. Why not extend that confidence? Because those teams that you have that you have that confidence against 
in the first round. You might even play them in the second round. You don't know that. So you, you, you might, but I doubt it. But you might. You're right. I have confidence. It, Say the Clippers and Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Put the Lakers aside. Not completely, but just for argument's sake. Put them aside. Mm-hmm. I have confidence that they can beat the Clippers and Nuggets, although I have not seen them play the Nuggets yet, and that's subject. So all my confidence is based on January 21st, 2020. Right? And it's fun. No one's going to come back at me uh, because I'm speaking from the positive. The second you speak of, well, I I have zero confidence, or I only have 15% confidence that they can get to the second round, then when they get there, then all the people come at you. But nobody ever comes at you when you say, I think they're really good they do. and they're not so really good. They do with the college teams, but they don't with the Jazz. Well, we're talking about the Jazz. Right. That's because everybody's pumped up about the Jazz. Whereas yeah. with the college team, we talk to multiple fan bases, and the other fan bases will absolutely oh, yeah, yeah, come yeah. back at you I mean, if you right, overvalue right. them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I understand, I understand right. that. Uh, but for the Jazz, it's the, the, the great unifier. Right. So it's... It's much easier for me to say there's no repercussions because if they don't, people are going to just, they're going to probably be, and the thing about it, they're probably going to be just as stunned. So my level of confidence for them to get to the second round is like 80%. Okay. Right. Yeah. Great. And then sign off on that. But, but in the second it round, it becomes gets 50, really 50, tough. I don't, it becomes 50 50. You're probably facing the Clippers or Lakers in the second round. 50-50. I might not be able to go there yet. (laughs) I'm not ready to sign off on that. Let me see some more games. You will. Let me see these next three weeks. You will. And I might be singing a different tune by the All-Star break. I just look at this team and the way the game has evolved. They have the skill set to compete. They have the ability to make shots. If everybody goes cold... Then they're in a world of trouble. But I can say that about everything. We just said that about the Lakers. Right. If LeBron is, uh, his teammates suck, he's going to be in trouble. He's going to need somebody to do something. And he's got a real high class, world class player in uh, Davis. So I'm not anticipating that they're all going to suck. Because you don't, you don't need a whole lot of contributions from those other guys if the two big dudes are doing their thing. And it's the same thing with the Jazz. They don't, they don't. I don't necessarily have two big scores, but they got one big one. But the thing that really makes me excited for them is their second scoring option is pretty good. Their third option, their third option can compete with anybody else's third option. Their fourth option can compete. And if Conley gets wakes up, then their fifth option. <laughs> so that's where they're going to be able to be better than you. <clears throat> All right, and that brings us to a point about Mike, po- Mike Conley, and we'll make that on the other side. What you just said now and what you said about an hour ago, you tie those two things together, that's, I think that's a really important point for them going forward. DJ and PK, stay with us. And now, attention. top of the wire on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Utah Jazz blow out the Pacers 118-88. Donovan Mitchell, 25 points. Rudy Gobert, 20 points and 14 rebounds. Jazz are off today. They play the Golden State Warriors tomorrow night, 8 o'clock on AT&T Sportsnet and the Zone Sports Network. Jazz pick up a game on the Lakers in the standings. The Lakers get blown out in Boston. Absolutely routed. 
139-107, to the final score. Nuggets keep pace with the Jazz. They beat the Timberwolves 107-100. to Damian Lillard, a Portland Trailblazer franchise record, 61 points as the Blazers rally to beat the Warriors in overtime, 129-124. to Tonight in the NBA, Clippers and Mavericks, 6.30 on NBA TV. The Jazz, the Clippers, and the Nuggets in a three-way tie for second place. They'll have 30 wins and 13 losses. College Hoops tonight, Utah State hosts Air Force in Logan, 9 o'clock on ESPNU. You can listen to the game on The Zone beginning at 8.30 with the pregame show. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Ken Garf Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram. Buy your next car at Ken Garf West Valley Used Cars. Now with more than 600 used vehicles in stock, they've got Utah's largest pre-owned inventory in one location. Stop by and see them today. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Big thanks to Austin for filling in for Lloyd as where, he where? takes one of his mini breaks. Because, you know, three hours straight of producing is just ugh, heavy lifting. Hold on a sec. Lloyd is not on the board right now because he's heating up his cup of noodles. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Austin, can you come in here and fill in for me for just a minute? It's very important. Very crucial. Did uh, some commercials not play that we're supposed to play? No. I'm hungry. It takes three minutes to get this done. I just need your help. I sound like Arnold. Get to the chopper. <laughs> get to the noodles. Get to the cup of noodles. Oh, it's going to get rough. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to three. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Talking about the Jazz. Talking about their big win over the Pacers. They win by 30. The Jazz now 12 and 1, 17 and 2, 18 and 4 since Joe went into the starting lineup to stay. It's an awesome run. How much confidence do you have going forward? We were just talking about the playoffs. How confident we both feel about first round matchups. They've won in the first round two of the last three years. And when they lost, I thought they caught a bad break playing the second best team in the West. Even. The, the Rockets dumped some games and ended up as a four seed, but I still thought they were the second best team in the West. And so we were talking about the confidence we have, and you were talking about how not only is their best player better than he was a year ago, you can really go one through five, and everything's been upgraded. Do you completely trust that in the playoffs? Because an hour ago you were talking about, you know, the playoffs are different, the pressure is greater, clutch free throws get missed, guys who are dialed in shooting 50% in a regular season might find it a little hard to make those shots in the postseason. And certainly late in games are tough. And I just wonder with so many, well, not so many guys, with a few key guys playing a bigger role than they played before, our team's going to dial in and say, okay, we are going to put three guys in the paint. We are going to leave someone open on the perimeter. And let's rotate through over the course of a series and see who we can get to flinch. Because right now, you trust all five guys to make shots. You were just talking about that. But I think that pressure you were talking about an hour ago, spot on about that. Pressure does grow in the playoffs. And guys have pretty good numbers. Well, maybe they've loaded their numbers up by, uh, you know, playing well against bad teams. And now all of a sudden, the biggest talented, most talented, quickest teams, they're closing out on you a little faster. You're not as open as you've been. Then pass the ball. Somebody else is. If, if they rotate off that person. If those are the right kind of shots, I trust the guys who are making the shots. Because if you can get that dialed in, 
and really be confident about that and have five guys out there, I mean, your, your odds of winning go way up at that point. Well, Rudy's not going to be putting in threes. No, but he's rolling to the rim, and Donovan or Joe or whoever is running the Mike Conley, whoever's running the pick and roll, when you let any of those two guys play, when you let any of those ball handlers play with Rudy, two guys can't usually stop him. Usually when they jam that up, there's a third defender in the paint. Which means somebody's open on the three-point line, if you can trust him to make that shot. Are you shot. drawing up a play right now? Pretty much drawing up every pick-and-roll the Jazz are running. In the history of pick-and-rolls? Well, at least this season. Last season was different because they didn't have guys out there who could make threes at the same rate that they have right now. And then why would that change? Because it's the playoffs and they're better teams. They defend better and they're bigger, longer, quicker guys who close out faster. You're not as open by as much as for long. And there's more pressure when you let it rip. Let's talk about spring ball then. The Jazz are screwed. (laughs) No, they're not. Not if all five guys can't answer the bell to that pressure. They're not screwed at all. They're in fabulous shape if the answer to that is no problem. But I don't know that we can know that answer now. Uh, I think the shooters are shooters and they'll be able to shoot and make shots. That feels like a song, doesn't it, Yak? I don't think there's too many shooters, not enough shots. That's the difference. Shooters. Shooters. Too many shooters. Too many shots. Not enough shots to go around for all the shooters. 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 Too many shooters, too many shots, not enough shots to go around for all the shooters. Not enough shots to go around for all the shooters. That was your 2019 Celtics, and I was right. Thank you. I don't think that that's the case here. Because you're dealing with older players. The Celtics were a bunch of young guys still trying to make their mark. Yep, true story. These guys are done with that. Everybody's got their deal. Bogdanovich, Ingles, Conley, all in their 30s. Rudy's got his big money deal. Donovan knows he's going to get his. Royce just got his. Yeah. So they're all set. Nobody needs to get mine. They've already gotten theirs. Rudy Rudy and Mitchell are going to get theirs. Except for Donovan, who is a mortal lock. (laughs) To get the max. Whatever you want. Yeah. Well, whatever we're allowed to give you. Yep. Yeah. It's Mitchell's career in Utah is up to him. It's not up to the Jazz. So everybody's already got what they want. And you got, I can argue that Conley and Joe are on their last deals. Yes. So they already got theirs. And Conley in two years if he still wants to play at 34, he's probably not expecting a $30 million deal. Uh, I would bet you're right. Yeah, he's already got enough money to buy the world three times over, so he'll get that situation. So he's not out to prove anything. I mean, everyone's always out to prove something competitively, but financially, where your place is in the league, nobody really has to prove anything. Everybody's in a very good to awesome place. They're already solid, proven commodities. So they don't have too many shooters and not enough shots. That song that soared to number one. But it's all about getting the best shot on a possession, whatever that may be. 
And so that's why I think it, it translates to the postseason. I'm really high on this team, and I may be foolish. Because part of my foolishness is, relative to the other teams in the league, I'm watching about 90% more the Jazz. Yeah, well, that's your job. And there's only so many hours in the day. Right. Now, I'll be watching who's uh, the game at 6.30 tonight. You already said it. I forgot. It is the Clippers and the Mavericks. Okay, and Porzingis is supposed to be back. And I'm all ja- over it. Jazz are playing the Mavericks Saturday. Jazz are tied with the Clippers tomorrow, right now. it'll be Williamson, and I'll be all over that because the Jazz won't play until later on the West Coast. And then when we get into Thursdays and Saturdays, then you do more flicking. Colleges don't play on Fridays usually, so you don't have to worry about that. Uh, so, I mean, my my life is so boring. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of time for basketball. Yes, yes. It's so predictable. It's so boring. We had a few years, this is going back seven years, we had some people living with us for a little bit. One of them was a kid. And about two months into it, he asked my wife, so PK just goes downstairs every night and watches sports. Is that is that the deal here? It took him about <laughs> it took him a little six, while. seven weeks to figure out. But he saw the same thing happen six weeks yeah. in a row, and he started yeah. to catch on. Yeah. And then we try to eat around five so I can clear up the night. Mm-hmm. And that I just go downstairs and turn what it time, on. What time of year is this? Is this basketball yeah, season? Yeah, yeah, some, uh, excuse me, winter. Yeah, yeah basketball okay. season. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where, where you're doing it. Yeah, in the summer, not not as much, yeah. but in the winter. You got your Diamondbacks, I didn't know. Yeah, but I'm not every single night, right. start to finish, hours on end. That's just a uh, great thing about baseball is you can have it on in the background, and it's not work. You know, this is work. So I see these guys play so much, but that's also too, uh, it's not always necessarily a positive because I may see the warts more. And I don't see a whole lot of warts here now. And maybe I'm caught up in the moment because I have a tendency to do that. I have a tendency. When I look at sports, all the ex-players will tell you they tend to go and their day was all that and this and that. I'm the opposite. I tend to look whatever's now, that's the greatest. I probably overstate the greatest in the moment rather than, oh, back then... Yeah, but you always stick up for the guys back then saying if they needed to do something. Oh, they stars would have be figured, stars. Stars will be stars. Right. You know, the whole 90s, the Jordan, Drexler, Stockton, any of those elite perimeter guys from the 90s would have shot threes way better yeah. and would have shot way more of them right. if they needed to, if that's the way the game was But played. I think today is the best. And I think that in all the sports. Bigger, think, bigger, stronger, I just, faster. I just, when it comes to the pro sports, I get caught up in a moment. And so that might be a detriment. So I see so much good out of this ball club that I'm caught up in the moment thinking, these guys are awesome. Now, if they weren't and I saw a bunch of warts, it would be different. But I'm not seeing a whole lot of warts. I mean, what warts do they have? You're a wart guy. When I think <laughs> of you, I think of warts. Yuck. What happened? This was going so well. What warts? He's got to, you know, you know, jerk that steering wheel off to the right. And what warts do we have with this ball club? Give me warts. There's got to be them. They can't be as good as I think they are. Well, I already told you what the problem's going to be in the playoffs. Nah, you don't know that. 
You're right. That's why we said there's no absolute locks so, in the but, West. But, but, uh, As a matter exactly, of fact, I agree. And, I agree. And, I agree. And, and to get away from the homerism, the you're locked down watching the local team. There are the the stat geek number crunchers who are playing out ten thousand simulations of how this is going to play out, and when you read what they put out there, it backs up what you say about it is wide open and there are no locks. We'll tell you about that next. And I want to know, does this team have any warts? DJ PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280, The Zone. The Jazz do it again. Another blowout win, 118-88, to 88, a 30-point win. They've won 12 of the last 13. And PK, most of these have been very comfortable. A lot of double-digit wins in there. Had a four-pointer in Chicago and obviously the squeaker in New Orleans. But mostly, they've been cruising at the end of games. And they do it again. And so as you look forward, you're looking for a flaw, a wart. Yeah. What warts do they have? Lack of championship experience. Their best player is in his third year. And the guys they're going to compete with. Now, Denver might be in kind of a similar situation, but competing with the Clippers and Lakers, guys with championship experience in their prime. And Donovan Mitchell... I mean, the third year he's taking a big step forward, but I don't think anybody thinks this is as good as he can be. Well, I bet is he good enough? My guess would be no. No what? To win it all? Right. And by the second round, you're facing a team that could win it all. Doesn't mean they will. And but are facing you. Yes. Too. You're not just facing them. They're facing you. Number crunchers at 538. Never looked just, at it. Just stick with the West. Your gut instinct, then, will compare it to this. What are the odds of teams going to the, to the uh, finals out of the West? What kind of odds would you put on the Lakers or the Clippers? I mean, what kind of odds do they have? I mean, I've never... Out of 100%. Like, there's a 20, 30, 40, 50% chance, whatever. 60, 70, whatever you want Okay, to. but does it all add up to 100? Yes. It all has to add up to 100. Because one team will come out of the West and only one. So then if, then if I go to the Lakers 60, then everybody else, the yeah. max, would have to add up to 40? Right. Precisely. Well, then, then you would look at uh, the rest of those teams outside of the Lakers and Clippers. The most anybody's going to have is 10%. I would have thought you were right. They give the Rockets a 15% chance, and I don't see that. But that's what they do nonetheless. 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 So then I have to split to a large degree, 85% between the Lakers and Clippers. So the Jazz are sitting there about 5%. Exactly 5%. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's bogus. Lakers at 40, Clippers at 32. Yeah, right. And they gave the Mavericks a 3% chance of getting there. They gave the Nuggets 4. That's, that's crap. You don't think there's a combined 72% chance it'll be Lakers or Clippers? 
I don't think that if the Jazz play the Clippers, they have a 5% chance of winning. Because that's what you're saying. No, no, because you, they might beat the Clippers and then lose to the Lakers. So it's not. Except if they play the Clippers in the third round, then they wouldn't lose to the Lakers. And I don't think if they play the Clippers, there's a five percent chance that they win. That's crap. So, what percent chance do you think there is they get to the NBA Finals and get out of the West? Because that's what this is. It's the chance of making the finals. It's not five percent versus any one team. It's five percent chance of winning three series in a row. That's why it's crap. Because it's not about you. When you start the playoffs, you're not worrying about winning three series in a row. You're worried about winning one series in a row. And that's why it's crap. That's why it's bogus. And I'm not going to participate in crap. <laughs> that's uh, nonsense. That's some stupid site that Locke turned you on. You do this all the time and you drive me nuts. It's why I literally can't stand you sometimes. Because you latch on to something that somebody else did and you buy into it completely. You did it with a freaking herd with the stupid income tax as that was the big deal. You used to beat that in a drum and I kept telling you, you're dumb. You're dumb. You're dumb. But he hammered it every day when you were driving home and you listened to it. And locks turn you on to 538 and all of a sudden that's the Bible. Well, no, it's not the Bible. There's other scripture, you know, buddy boy. Do I need to tell you about that? I've heard. Yeah. Yock talks my ear off. So that's nonsense, that stuff there. I'm not going to buy into that. It's not about we have a 5% chance to win three series. Who cares? Jazz fans, they want to win three series and go to the NBA Finals. But when you get to that series, they have a better than a 5% chance to beat the Clippers if they play the Clippers in the second round or the first round or the third round. The only time they can't beat the Clippers is in the fourth round. Because they won't play them. Right. For now, but who knows, down the line, maybe they'll reseed stuff and what have you. But not this year. No. I don't buy, and I don't even buy that they have a 5% chance to beat the Lakers. You know, Philip Rivers just moved to Florida where there's no state income tax. He didn't sign with anybody. You can live there. That's why most of the pro Pro golfers golfers live there. I get that. But Phil, he's... Bailed on Arizona and and California. He's going to Jupiter. I want to go to Jupiter one day. Jupiter, Florida? Because that's where they... Is it Jupiter Island? Is that what it's called? I know of Jupiter, Florida. I don't know about Jupiter Island. Well, I just saw that Phil is going there, and they brought up the tax deal. I'm I get sure those dudes. Tiger yes. lives near, near there. They all well. do. Yeah. I think McElroy lives there. They're all based in Florida, yeah. They got a tour stop there? Cut down on the commute? Well, uh, multiple. The, the Doral is in Miami. You got the Bay so, Hill. So, yeah, and then the uh, Players Championship, Players Championship is up yeah. north. Yeah, you got multiples so, down there. Yes, Ooh. they do. North of West Palm Beach, almost to Vero Beach. Yes. Tony, Tony Finau is like one of the few guys that's... Although I heard Fino is moving to Arizona. That wouldn't surprise me. Matheson, his swing coach, is down there. Yeah. Yeah. So those those individuals, I get, that should be doing that. Phil's not going to Jupiter. Phil's going to the Panhandle near uh, getting close to Alabama, where apparently he's got a lot of extended family. He does? Yeah, he's he's born there, grew up there or something. Phil grew up there? I thought he grew up in San Diego. Rivers? Oh, Phil. That's Phil. Philip. Okay. <laughs> Phil Mickelson and Phil Nobody Rivers. Nobody calls Phil yeah, Rivers. I, know. I was like, Phil Rivers? Who? <laughs> DJ PK at 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.